Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Seat recorded live from the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Broadcast on full service radio and presented by Myla, the Adams Morgan Youth Leadership Academy. I'm your host, Chris Price. Um, I have a pinch hitter with me today because Mr. Francis is out. He called me a little earlier saying he has the flu. Uh, Haji, how you doing today? Yo, yo, what's going on, Chris? Um, not too much. New year. First show of the year for us. Of course, we got Jack in the back. Oh shit, man! I'm, I'm rusty, man. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. Um, and we're window seat. So, what we typically do is, I consider myself a curious individual. I want to grow. I want to expand. And Jack is kind enough to, to give us a studio where I get to ask interesting people questions, learn a little bit something, and hopefully you get to do the same. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a, a friend here with me today, who I met some years ago. Um, we used to live in the same building in Columbia Heights, so if you're listening, um, that's a neighborhood in uh, Washington, D.C., where there weren't too many black people, so just when you walk in the building and you see a face that kind of looks like yours, you're like, holy shit, this is a little different. Yeah. Y'all were in college at the time, and y'all had the penthouse, which made it really yeah. different. <laughs> um, and I think there was one other black person in the building at the time. Yeah, it was a couple. There. There's only one guy I remember, and he just didn't seem like he was interested in other black people. Like he was like, "Yo, get the fuck away from me." That might have been a security guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man, he but, know better. He know better. That's why. But you, I feel like I hate to say this, Chris. Yeah, I feel like y'all always had like the prettiest girls going in and out. You know, that's something that comes with the lifestyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a really interesting story. So actually, those are one of my best friends, uh, Josh. He lived there. Yeah, Josh, yeah, real Josh, good guy. Yeah, yeah, Josh Wright. Um, and I would just be up there all the time. So I lived on Chinatown during that time on mm-hmm. uh, 4th Street, 4th and M, 409 M Street. And I would just always be over there. Um, that kind of came from, like, we all went to Howard together. Right. And so we used to throw parties at Howard. And kind of when we graduated, I think I was still in the school at the time, but it still just kind of kept going. You know, like, I guess once you build up that kind of momentum, it's hard to get rid of. So it's really interesting because we're going to have a spiritual conversation today. Um, and for me, knowing where you came from, because like to me, I can't judge you, but I, I know I was in the streets doing like dumb shit as it comes right. to women. And I feel like, damn, this might be one of the only people in D.C. Yeah. who knows more girls. Yeah. Than me. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. No, I know a lot of people, bro, but I think it's interesting. Um, I think it just takes on different forms uh, depending on where you're at in life. You know, it's like if you're good at just throwing, you know, you might throw a ball through a window or you might throw a football th- to a touchdown, you know. So like one thing we were kind of good at is just building up spirit. You know, so we just wanted to get people going, people having a good time. And, you know, at the time that was partying, it was drinking and stuff like that. Nowadays, it's still kind of the same thing. It's just on a different side of it, you know. So it's kind of like that energy has always been there. It's just about where it's being funneled into. So nothing's changed, basically. I mean, I would say a lot has changed, um, but nothing's changed at the same time. (laughs) We just kind of have expounded upon, at least myself, I've expounded upon. I think what was already there is just a different light coming through it now. 
I think Howard um, produces a special type of person. I know I told right. you this before, but you know everybody used to run with Josh. Stands out to me because I've had conversations yeah. with Josh. Just seems like a different type of individual. I, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have known more right. when I was younger, and yeah. I would have probably tried to go there as well. So I have Al Haji here with me today. He's not normally here, like I said. Hey, what's Mr. Up, Francis is sick. What's yeah. going on? What's going but on? But I I wanted him here for a specific reason because um, he kind of introduced me to some of the things I think you know a little bit about. Right. Uh, we would sit and talk about astrology, <laughs> astrology, Science. and yeah. how uh, Science of it. yeah, certain teams were built. Like the Wizards right. might be built, and John Wall might be right. the alpha dog, yeah. and and the team doesn't work because of these signs don't right. match up in this kind of way. It was real interesting to me. And after a while, for whatever reason, I just took a hold and I kind of believed this stuff. So now I'm currently reading a book. I haven't actually gotten through it, but um, that's one of the things I want to touch on today. Let's get into it, man. I'm trying to set up this live, but we can just jump right into it. It don't even matter to me. So, like, I think um, at least talking on the first talk is like the chemistry. That's what you're talking about. You know, it's really an interesting thing because when you start getting astrology and stuff like that, it's kind of like a forest almost. You know, you got certain animals over here and you got certain insects over here and then you got the elements and everything that goes with it. So, you know, you could have an astrology that's all based off something like a worm, you know, so then you might get along well with the other animals in the ground. But if a bird comes along, a bird is not for you, you know, right. so you kind of got to know where you're at in this whole thing. It's nothing wrong with being a worm. You just got to be aware of what's above you because you can burrow deep in the earth and you can be good. You really only come up once the water gets in there. You know what I'm saying? And so then, you know, if you're ever above surface, you got to watch out because it's birds out there. It's ants out there. It's people out there. You know, you just got to be careful what's above you sometimes so it's just i would say it's about where you're at because if you're the bird then it's constantly different you're looking down on everything you know right. you might get along with the animals on top of the canopy um then you got to watch out for people and traps like that and cats so like i would definitely say just you gotta the one thing about astrology that i've really learned is you got to know who you are and where you're at and i do think that's why the birth chart is so important um ahaji can you really quickly tell me why how you got into it because i know it was over a date and a girl which is the perfect entrance. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, like most people, uh, well, actually, yeah, I got into astrology um, just because uh, some chick I was dating in the past, she uh, tried to, uh, she tried to show how compatible we were, you right. know? So, I was trying to figure out some things within the course of the relationship, right. so I kind of used astrology right. as um, uh, a kind of, what, what is that thing? A method? A procedure? Or right. Like, just a methodology as to why this why this particular person's acting this way or or why I'm acting this way, why I can't get a certain reaction. Right. And like you said, uh, the analogy you used, you can be a worm, you can burrow to the bottom of the earth and be great at that. Some people are worms. Right. Not in the sense of being insignificant, but depending on your birth chart, um, depending if you have mutable planets, I mean mutable signs right. within certain planets, uh, fixed signs, cardinal signs, you are what you are. Right. I like... Uh, I like knowing what it is because I've had an I've studied it to the point where I feel as though it's an actual science. It's not like myth or magic or anything like that. Right. Um, I just base the science off different characteristics we all have within our bodies. So um, knowing yourself, knowing your birth chart, definitely, uh, man, it's definitely a good thing. But um, yeah, no, it definitely goes deep. And I'll agree with that. You know, mm -hmm. most things in life are um, at least a lot of good things that come through women, you know, because women, they're the ones who hold us throughout the, uh, the womb. 
you know, we come from that darkness into this light that we call um, the planet Earth that we're on right now. So a lot of good things come through women. So I just think it's funny that that's where you kind of got on Man, it at. All, all great ventures started off <laughs> yeah. with a woman one way or exactly. another throughout I'm, history. I'm definitely going to agree with that. Um, and I would definitely say I would agree with you. It's about knowing where you're at because it's certain things. I kind of like to call it like the weather. You know, each kind of planet holds a certain type of energy and it's going to put something else out there. So you could have kind of a thunderstorm going on in one part of your charts, but then clear skies on the other. So right. it's kind of like, that's all you. You know, your birth chart's kind of like an individual makeup of where everything was at when you were born. Like you your know? DNA. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it adds on to that. And so these are all things that lend themselves to you, you know. So it's like, okay, well, I know I might need to be courageous today. You know, let me go get some of this Jupiter in my fifth house. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Or I might need some love today. Let me go get some of this Venus. And so where you're at, every planet was at a specific point in time when you were born. And so then how that affects you today is because, okay, so that Venus in your fifth house, you know what I'm saying? Venus might be in your 12th house nowadays. And that's the, the sign of almost house of undoing, you know? know what I'm saying and sacrifice so it might be like yo I'm just not vibing with people right now like what's going on so it could just be transit and you just once you figure out what's in your house and you figure out what type of energies really lend themselves to you you kind of know what to expect whether I need an umbrella today you know what I'm saying well whether I can go to the beach today or not whether it's going to be a hurricane or avalanche you know it's real windy outside we didn't know that (laughs) like until we stepped outside so you just it's ways of always telling it. If I, we would have looked at the weatherman this morning, he would have said something. Astrology and birth charts are the same way. I would really just look at it like a weather map sometimes. Right. Let, Do, me, um, let me back up just for a second, right? Because if I if all I know about astrology is whatever the paper says and, and they're predicting what might happen in my future, this might be, sound a little confusing. Right. Can you talk about it from the aspect like, of someone some who's of the brand basics. new? Yeah. Like so, some of the basic planets that people should at least know um, no, you know. Yeah, you should know that you're not just if you one. If you're, been not, told, you're not just your sun sign. Yeah, you're you're, not just that's your, what you know. Right, right. So I would get into it like this. I would say it kind of all depends on what you want to do, you know. Um, but I would definitely before you figure out what you want to do, I would take a look at everything because. It kind of becomes broad in a sense. I mean, we have the inner planets and we have the outer planets. So the inner planets are planets like Mercury, you know, Venus, Mars, because the rate kind of very close to the Earth, the sun and the moon. And then you got the outer planets, things like Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto. And so there's kind of two type of different type of energies. Most of the outer planets are much larger and they're much slower moving. So it kind of takes them longer and longer to go through each side of your house. Like a planet like Uranus can take 12 years in a house. Pluto, Pluto can take like 12 years in a house. Um, I think Uranus is actually seven. But Mercury is something that only maybe might last like three weeks, you know what I'm saying, or maybe up to a month and it's moving faster. So you got to figure out what every planet, um, how it affects you. Mercury, that's things like the messenger. Venus, that's things like love. Mars, that's things like action. Jupiter, that's things like expansion. Saturn, that's things like constriction. Neptune, that's things like illusion. Uranus, that's things like innovation. Pluto rules like sex and death. You know, so once you kind of figure out the moon, your emotion, your moon, your emotion, you know, and I would say the moon is interesting because the moon is reflective, you know. So kind of when you figure out where the moon is at in each um, chart or each sign that it goes through, everything moves on a cycle. So the moon cycle is like 28 days. So you take 28 and divide it by 12, um, the 12 signs of astrology, you figure out that the moon is each, each house for two days each. And it's going to move from every house to every house to every house. And it's going to spend two days in every sign. Um, and so then you figure out, OK, well, you know, if Capricorn really represents work to me and the moons in Capricorn right now, the things that I should be doing that might lend me some great power. 
would be to get on my grind, you know what I'm saying? Because that energy's there for me right now, you know? And then you can use that to plan things like, oh, I want to do a party. Let me figure out when the moon might be in Jupiter, you know what I'm saying? And then you just kind of map it according to you. So the common notion when you talk about astrology, I think, to a lot of people, or we're talking about uh, hocus pocus. Like, right. do you ever hear that? And what do you say to that? Um, I hear it every now and then. Of course, like anything, um, it's going to be skepticism. You know, that's just the world we live in. Um, because people, we've all been taught a certain thing. We've been taught that the ancestral ways are kind of mumbo jumbo. They don't have any power. They don't do this. If you get into this, you might be labeled as that. One of the greatest things I've found, it's kind of like one of you guys were saying earlier, is about judgment. Once we learn how to remove judgment from something, it really opens up our eyes to so many things. It might be like, yo, uh, you might ask the universe for something like, you know what? I'm kind of bored. I want to laugh. Can you send me somebody to laugh? And, you know, and then you might meet somebody of a, a different gender or, you know, a, a gay person the next day who's the most funniest person you ever met. But you be like, yo, you're gay. I don't want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then it's like, well, the universe is like, well, you sent this. You asked for this. You know what I'm saying? Take away your judgment. Really step outside your zone. Step into something else. And I think astrology is like kind of the same way. Once you kind of start to get into it and you get rid of all the taboos, you'll see how much it really has to offer you. You know what I'm saying? You'll start to see, you'll start to map it out because this is an ancient science um, and it's very powerful. And I would say the main thing about it to me is results. You know, I'm very result-based. I'm very oriented. Uh, I could tell once I started getting into it, the things that started aligning with me in my life, you know, and it was only because I was seeing those results and I was able to start understanding it more that I kind of ran with this. So I would say if you're curious about it, check it out for yourself. Some, start somewhere slight, you know, it's a lot of good birth charts out there. Go get your birth chart, figure out how all the energies align to you and then figure out where the planets are today and see if it doesn't bring you results in your life for the things you're trying to do. And if, uh, if you have your exact uh, birth time, uh, that'll best uh, suit you so you'll know exactly your house placement as well as like your moon. Um, but I just wanted to ask, how and when did you get into astrology? Oh, man, that's actually a good question. I got to think about that real quick. I would say I've, I've, I've always kind of been in tune with it yeah. um, kind of since I was young, but I really didn't know much about it. I would say I kind of started out with having questions about different kind of things like religious texts, like things about the Bible. And then I started seeing things interesting over the years. And I would say um, I kind of started getting into it heavier when I was in college, you know, because in college we experiment with a lot of things. So I started like kind of diving into that. And when I first time they kind of started getting into things like the energies, I was kind of on like energies first. Right. And I was seeing results that were like, yo, like, you know, am I high? Like, <laughs> is this real? What's going on? And then so much came from that. I had so many questions and it almost kind of scared me mm -hmm. at the time. So mm -hmm. I kind of took a step back from it. Right. You know, I took a step back from it for maybe like two, three, maybe four or five years because I, I saw how powerful it was. But then I think I was watching something. I just came to the realization, you know what? This is really a gift. This is really a science. This is something that's really been passed down on the ages. It's very powerful. If someone's given you something like that, then why not at least try to find out about it, right. you know? But it, when you get into it, it's kind of almost like, you know, if your dad, if your mom, if you won the lottery, if somebody just gave you the keys to the Bentley one day and you're like, yo, I don't even know how to drive, you know, like you, you might not want to pull that car out then, you know, and you might not want the attention that comes with it. So like once I got more comfortable in it, I was like, all right, well, you know, someone gave me the keys yeah. to the Lex. I'm, I'm going to push that thing. It's, <laughs> so, it's yeah. definitely a great tool. Yeah. Um, and for those who are unaware out there, we're currently, I think, either on the cusp or we're in the introduction of the age of Aquarius. 
So um, there are different ages throughout uh, time. Um, I think it originally started with the age of Leo. Right. Um, then it retrograde, it goes backwards, and then it goes through. Right. So uh, this whole thing gets real interesting, um, especially once we start talking about, because retrograde is kind of like the backwards motion almost. Retrograde is like when it slows down and everything else kind of goes past it. So you might hear a lot about Mercury retrograde. That's when Mercury, it's almost become overloaded with everything it's right. doing. So it just needed a break. Um, and then all the other planets, planets passed it. So everything in the cosmos is always moving. The constellations are always moving. The planets are always moving and everything is always moving. So the constellations actually start to pass the sign that's retrograding. And that's why it seems like it's moving backwards. But everything else is just going in front of it. So we actually are in the age of Aquarius now, you know, with the dawn of the things like the sixth moon and the sixth sun. Um, and it's really kind of interesting. Um, I feel like every prophet, almost every religious book was kind of the message at the time. So mm -hmm. Jesus, he was really big. That's a very heavy, almost Piscean energy, right. you know, and that's why he said, right, he said he was the fisher of men, mm -hmm. you know, and there's so much symbolism about the waters. And, you know, he even gave the people two loaves. That's the sign of Pisces, the two fish right there. Um, so that kind of whole message was almost about the time of Pisces, you know what I'm saying? And so then before that, we kind of had the sign of, of Aries because, you know, the Zodiac, Pisces. War, Crusades. Right, war, Crusades, right. you know, and then Abraham and the Ram. Exactly. It had dealt a lot with that. So now we've um, entered into the age of Aquarius, which deals, a, well, Aquarius is an air sign, but it deals a lot with the water. Aquarians are aliens. Yeah. <laughs> they're aliens, okay. Yeah, they're very interesting people. They're in <laughs> a the different part of the galaxy. So, yeah. yeah. And you can attribute all of that to all the newfound technology that we have in society today. Right. So, um, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Um, I just want to say, if you just joined us, you're listening to Window Seat. Uh, we're talking with Global Crisis. I got Al Haji here because he knows a lot more about this than I do. But I, I kind of have a fear that we're talking over the top of people. So right. um, if you're listening to the show, one thing you can do is you can Google your natal chart, right? And what you'll see is you'll see that you are what you've been told your whole life. So if you're a Taurus, you're going to see I'm, I'm a Taurus in my sun sign. You're going to see 10 other signs, I believe, right? 11 11 associated with you yeah and the planet that that sign, sign is in on the right. right so you can google and find things on youtube and say you know sun and taurus and it'll tell you about yourself and right. moon in pisces or whatever right. and it should help tell you about yourself yeah. now what i want to know is if i've done all of this what can i expect how can i use this information how will i be better as a person like how did you use this to like become more powerful i guess well um I'll, I'll go back kind of in what i was saying a little bit about the houses so it's kind of almost like you know when you look at every house um i would compare it to family almost you know your dad acts a certain way your mom acts a certain way your cousins act a certain way your friends act a certain way so that's kind of all the houses you know like your dad might like to give you an allowance every day you know but he also might discipline you if you talk too loud while the football game is on okay so that's kind of the houses and then i would say the planets are kind of more like the energies that drive them you know so like you might have um a homework type energy you know it's really like well i need to get this done to get this reward you know and then you might have a very playful type of energy like all i want to do is laugh today then you might have a love type energy like you know i want to talk to somebody so when you take that type of energy that's driving through you know if i'm in a playful mood but i'm going to my dad's house that might not necessarily mix you, you see what i'm right. saying I might need to wait till that energy gets to my mom's house because she's got the loving open arms. So I would say so it's then it's like you look at it, you look what's in your chart and kind of what planets are moving through there. And it'd be like it's today's not a good time to go outside, you know, because 
I'm supposed to be doing all this homework today. You know, I got to wait till this planet gets to the next house. And then that's a more beneficial time for me to do it. Um, and I would use words like beneficial and not beneficial because it's just like anything else. This is just a map. Some people use it and they go against it because they're like, you know what? I'm so powerful myself. I see that this is going on over here, but I'm going to figure out a way how to get what I need done right now. So that's why I really say it's just about what, who you are and what you need to do for yourself. So when I'm talking to my girl i'm laying in bed and she's asking me what i did with myself today right right i could i have days where i just want to read a book i have days where um i want to study and progress in my career i have days where i just want to watch tv this energy you're talking about if i looked up that energy at that time i would probably see something corresponding to it you should normally see something corresponding to it and i think that goes back in the discussions we were talking about inner and outer planets so some planets have different type of energies. Um, like, well, like we're saying, they all have different type of energies, but some are more subtle than others. So, you know, things like the heavier planets, the outer planets, those kind of have a more, almost a more stable energy. So it might be like, you know what? I felt really good when I was in middle school. You know, I don't know why I felt that. And then you might figure out, well, you know, you had this one heavy planet in this one house and it was just giving you that really good energy. Or, you know, you might be had like, I know a lot of people who thought last year was a very hard struggle, you know, and um, people just didn't seem they seemed like they were going through it more. So, you know, if you would look up and see where the planet was, because they all it affects everybody. So we're all personal, you know, and there's things very tailored to us. But at the same time, you do have the standard rulers of every house, you know, so it kind of goes the first house is normally Aries. The second house is normally Taurus. The third house is Gemini, um, so on and so on. So we come back all the way to Pisces, which is the 12th house where it stops. Um, so that's the standard, just universal. That's how it is for everybody. But based on when you were born, your first house might be Gemini, you know. So then Taurus, well, Aries would be the standard solar first house, but then your first house would be Gemini. So it kind of trickles down off of that. You, you see what I'm saying? I believe. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, those who may be confused with the houses, because that, that can that can confuse people um, in in, the, in itself. Um, but uh, prior to that, if you do Google your birth chart, um, and let's just say you don't have your exact birth time, you'll get um, like he had mentioned um, uh, the list of the planets and which signs fall underneath those. So uh, with your sun, let's say Chris, for instance, uh, your sun is Taurus, correct? Right. Uh, your moon would be a different sign as well. Um, it could be an earth element, could be a fire element, could be an air element. Either way, your moon represents your emotion. So whatever element that falls under, you may, um, you may express yourself in that way. So you may seem like you're a Torian, you're all about work, you're all about goals, you're all, all about um, acquiring properties, That's right. luxury and all that stuff. Yeah. But as far as like when your emotion comes out, and Torians are usually um, very calm individuals. But if your emotion is that within a fire element, you could come off like, ah, you know what I'm saying? And then that goes against your characteristic or how people know you. So it's kind of like, oh, why do you act that way? You feel what I'm saying? So if you were to look up your birth chart and you were to see that you have other signs in different in other planets, you'll have a better understanding of maybe yourself and why you conduct yourself a certain way, why you act a certain way. But um. Yeah, basically, <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. People listening should do this. I just did this shit while I'm listening. <laughs> nice. I did the whole chart, and I'm kind of fucked up. Excuse my language <laughs> what, over this. What, what, what's, like, what's your sun sign? Uh, the sun sign, Aquarius. So and then Aquarius. Uh, ascending in Virgo, moon in Libra. 
that's this. What, I've always kind of agreed with the Aquarius stuff I read, but right. reading the Ascendant and the Moon and all this stuff, I'm like, whoa. What was your moon? It's a little too real. The Moon is Libra. Libra. Okay, so you're all about peace and harmony, balance, um, uh, uh, aesthetically like things, uh, aesthetically looking look appealing. Um, if your Ascendant sign is Virgo, that's usually. What they say is kind of like the first impression you give off to a person, right. kind of like how you normally the, act. Right, yeah. right. So pe- a person may not view you as an Aquarius until they actually hold a conversation with you and see the, and hear the things that you're saying. Um, the way you conduct yourself initially, a person may view you as a Virgo. So yeah, this is fascinating. I'm on uh, CoStarAstrology.com. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been to CoStar, but that sounds like a good one. I've got most of my birth chart from like Cafe Astrology. I think Astro Codex is a really good one too because they kind of break it down. It's interesting. Your moon's a Libra because I'm a Libra. I was born, you know, in October. Um, and you know, when we start getting into houses, um, every house is kind of ruled by a planet, in particularly. So it's a very interesting kind of conjunction right here, with you being a Taurus, me being a Libra, um, and his moon sign being a Libra. And what are you? I'm a Scorpio. You're a Scorpio. My Mercury's Libra. Nice, nice. So yeah. like it kind of um, they all play into each other. I'm gonna get into it. But every sign uh, house has a ruler, and every sign has a ruler. So Venus is the ruler of Libra and also Taurus. Taurus. So Libra. Wait, wait, <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, say that one more time. Well, Venus is the ruler of Taurus. And All right, boss. I'm going to start yeah. calling you boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it means kind of that planet lends its energies to, you know, like similar signs. And one thing I think is interesting in um, astrology is kind of it's the placement because every house kind of plays off another house almost. It's kind of like it's a flow. It's almost like um, a delivery line or production line. You know, someone makes the boxes then someone puts something in the boxes then somebody else ships the boxes out you gotcha. know so that's when they start talking about things like um the cardinal signs the mutable signs the fixed signs so most progressions normally go cardinal fixed mutable you know so it's the things that come up with the almost the ideas then they pass it to the things that work the ideas and then they pass it to the things that might want to review the ideas or change it as it goes to the next cardinal sign you know so that's why some people you might be like, yo, bro, you're lazy. You're not doing anything. <laughs> you don't like to work, you know, but it might be like, you know what? I'm just a cardinal sign. I just like to come up with the ideas. I'm the initiator. You're the initiator. Yeah. Exactly. Like you said, you're the right. initiator. So like you're supposed to be around energies or people who will do the work that you think is good to do, you know, and then they pass it along and it kind of just grows and grows. Um, goes from the cardinal to the fixed to um, the mutable and then the mutable ones, they just kind of review it. And, you know, then they act on that and then they pass it on to the next one. So something like he was talking about Virgo. So Virgo is um, it kind of takes the energy from Leo because Leo is a fixed sign and Leo is right before Virgo. So that um, and then Cancer is the initiator of that summer. So it kind of all deals with uh, the elements um, and also the seasons, spring, summer, fall and winter. Right. So in summer, the initiator that kicks that off is Cancer. So Cancer sends that energy to Leo. Leo sends that energy to Virgo. Then it's time for the fall. And so then all that energy for the summer is now changing as Libra takes it, you know, then Libra takes that energy, gives it to Scorpio, you know, who then gives it to Sagittarius. And then who takes that and changes it for the winter, you know, then Capricorn takes that and then he gives it to Aquarius, you know, and then Aquarius takes it and does all the work for that. Then he gives it to Pisces and then Pisces. That's kind of the end of the cycle almost. And so they take all that and it almost changes the whole idea of the time. You know what I'm saying? And they take that and then they give it to Aries. And, you know, then that's the new cosmic year that comes after that. Yeah. You still with us, Chris? Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am afraid a little bit that because yeah. this is a lot. So what I think is happening is if you're listening, you at least have an interest 
and now you know the Google stuff. But I don't want to talk too much over people's right. Head. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm giving it simple terms. But but yeah. but even I grew up in a church. I went to a private school when I was in uh, elementary school. Right. So you know I loved Jesus. I still yeah. love Jesus. Yeah. But um, if I love Jesus. And you tell me about astrology. I don't right. know if it works. Hand but in but hand. you got to remember what um, what he said earlier. Astrology is like an ancient science, right? So it, it, to me, it has nothing to do with it going against religion in any right. way. I think they work hand in hand, honestly, because you had ancient astronomers. No, no, I agree. You know, in in different religions, actually, you had I Islamic agree. astronomers, you had Catholic astronomers, you had all these astronomers. But I don't know if someone coming stars. from religion, right. you know, outside of me. If they can hear this and accept this information, uh, well, that's just their business, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, not their business. I, I do agree with both of you guys, um, but I would say, you know, if you're very religious, look up the Bible. The Bible talks about stars all the time. You know, um, they the whole book of Job's talking about who made the Pleiades. You know, like who holds Orion and stuff like that. It's so much in there. It's various verses about wandering stars for whom the darkness is reserved. Like. Um, you know, in any reverse like that is some stars that kind of stay in the darkness, you know, because it's kind of all about balance. You know, this whole universal thing, I think a lot of people get it twisted because they think it can only be one thing, you know, but it's really it's just as multiple as we are. You know, it's an old saying as above, so below things that go in our life mirrors the heavens and the other right. worlds, you know, so it's kind of like. Some some of you might be reserved for the sun all the time, you know, like that's like a Leo energy. You feel me? Just big, just bright, you know. And then you have something like Scorpio, you know, which kind of is a uh, I don't want to dark, say, right? It's dark. <laughs> yes, it's we dark. We are, man. We're the one. Yeah, We're it, it's mysterious, yeah, exactly, you know. And so. I, I've actually I've been learning so much about Scorpio over the last year. It's actually one of the strongest energies out you there. You got Scorpio in your chart. I do have Scorpio in my chart. I believe it's my third house. But the interesting thing about me is I was I was born premature. Okay, you know, so I came out a little earlier. I came out when I needed to. But Scorpio was one of the houses for me that it was like the next house that I was kind of supposed to be in and learn more about. So, you know, I kind of just took that to my life and I start diving more into it, you know. So like it's definitely like you said, it's it's a darker kind of energy because it represents kind of the waters. You know, once you kind of get down and dark in those waters in your own story and like the words have a lot to do with that. So you look at words like mystery. But if you kind of like rearrange it, you got this word story right in there. That's my story. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So most mysteries got a lot to do with yourself. So you dive down deep into that and you start finding so much light about yourself. You know, some people, they just think this thing is supposed to be great and happy all the time, you know, but it's not really like that. There's going to be some bad times. You know, it's just in the heavens. That's the way it's arranged. Different energies uh, flowing throughout your body. 24 7 exactly but maybe we can just take a planet yeah and break that down for those who may have more questions about that this. works for like me. the Y'all planet are- of mercury planet <laughs> yeah. of communication okay right how you receive and process information how you regurgitate it which is important right because if i have a girl and i'm i'm trying to explain some easy shit to her <laughs> right i want her to understand right. right there may be an incompatibility as far as just um how you hear things you right. hear things a little bit differently exactly. than how i present things um so me personally my mercury is in libra which means i'm always able to see both sides of the argument right Um, innately i can't help it it's just what it is doesn't mean i'm necessarily picking a side but i can just give the opposite side or see that um i i hear some of the uh, negative traits to libra i always focus in on like the strengths i mean the positive aspects so I don't look at it as um, um, a, a wishy-washy type thing right. where it's like you can't take a stance. No, nah, I'm able to see both sides. Yeah. I'm just not emotionally tied to right. the actual situation. So um, Libra, 
if I were speaking to an individual whose Mercury was the opposite of that, let's say Aries, right? right? Um, those are two cardinal signs. Aries is the cardinal fire sign. Libra is the cardinal air sign. Uh, we'll have our um, disputes and um, uh, we're naturally opposite, but there's a natural respect there as well. Right. Um, so uh, uh, back to your uh, example mm-hmm. as far as like all right, your girl. Like, you guys probably get into it often. Um, Damn, don't do us like that. <laughs> no, no, not you. But yeah, just in particular. <laughs> just, just in general. Don't do What's us going like on, Chris? You guys <laughs> hey, don't, don't say no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> just in general, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, if that person possesses uh, the exact same uh, sign in which your Mercury uh, falls under, anywhere else in their uh, chart placement, let's just say their Moon or their Venus, um, they're a lot more receptive to hear what you got to say. Because you're speaking to either an emotion or a desire of theirs. So um, people can use that to their advantage if they wanted to, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just some of the things that, uh, I mean, anyway, we can uh, keep going. Yeah, but no, with I, that, I, that. I think I'm just going to use the example you're saying because it's like um, it's like you're saying some people do use it to their advantage. Some people don't. But what kind of once you have that kind of thing, when they say great power comes great responsibility, you got to learn how to use it for yourself to get what you ultimately oh, you, you want. Once you know. Definitely. Yeah, because this life is about your experience. So it's like, you know, um, he was talking about somebody with Mercury and Libra, you know, like then you would find out like they're really easygoing, you know. Great they, writers. Great writers. <laughs> they might just want to go along with the ride. You know, you might come at them one way and they might not hear that at all. But you kind of switch your tone up. They'd be like, you know what? I'm down with this. Whereas he was talking about somebody with Mercury's and Aries. Aries is kind of very combative, combative side. Rule so by it, Mars. Right. So right. If then you came at them like, yo, like I'm the best bravado chest out. Say they're it with your chest. Go. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be ready to talk to you. You, yeah. you got something they want to hear now, you know, so they and it's like you kind of just got to figure out who you are and how you communicate, you know, because where that Mercury falls in your chart, that's your style of communication, you know. So then it kind of be something like um, if you had Mercury and Taurus, you know, which is interesting, um, then you, you kind of might be more methodical to how you do things. But once you get that your talk going, you're going to speak at a kind of a consistent pace, you know, and you're going to keep pushing it all the way forward, you know. So then if you have something like Mercury and Taurus, um, you might not talk well with somebody, you know, I'm trying to think of who doesn't Taurus get along with? Um, let's just say what element like, yeah, Taurus is earth. So then a fire sign, a fire you sign, know, yeah. so cause then fire and earth, they mix sometimes the fire burn you up. So you might not, you might like not to talk to those kind of over the top personalities. Cause that just doesn't align with who you are. You know what I'm saying? That kind of, it just, you, I don't want to say you're intimidated by it, but it might be too much for you. So you, you might have a grandmother who's a Leo. And y'all might not just get along, you know what I'm saying? But then once you kind of start understanding things like that, you'll be like, oh, well, that's why we don't get along. Right. But then you can find ways distance to really yourself. to either distance yourself or to use it to your advantage. Right. Communicate, you know? to, communi- communicate right. to them in a better manner or just in a different way, because it's not necessarily any negativity between the two individuals. You just can't understand each other. You know, so let me uh, let me ask this question. So I was at work today um, watching Nick Cannon and Dame Dash have right. a conversation and Dame Dash is like, he's probably on my top five nigga list. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and so we looked at his chart, yeah. and he's a tourist like I am. Right. But he's uh, his second place, but I don't know. He's a Leo, well, right? We, we um, don't know the exact birth time, so I was just anticipating that his moon is a Leo. Right. Uh, it sounds about right. Uh, Mercury is Aries. Right. Venus is Aries. Right. Yeah, he, Mars he is Capricorn. Describe. Okay. Makes but, sense. Yeah. But <laughs> so if, I, if I'm built a certain type of way, and this is naturally just my right. disposition, and there's things that I admire. Do you believe 
you can transcend your natural position. Well, I do believe that. You know, that's part of it because it's almost like what I was saying earlier. This is just the blueprint that you're given when you okay. get here. These are just the natural things you want to do. So it's my, it might be like, you know, someone gives you a Jeep. This is how the Jeep naturally performs, you know, but you can do other studies. You'd be like, you know what? I don't think my energy is really aligned with this time or what I want to do. So you start doing other things to try to change that. It's like, you know, I'm going to take the engine out the car. I'm going to put something more souped up in it. Or I'm going I'm to put tents on my windows. You know, I'm going to put a sound system in the back. So, yeah, that shell of the Jeep is still there. You've just made kind of minor changes, you know. But these are the things that you're born with. So when you change it, you're going to get a certain result, you know. But there are definitely ways where you can transcend. Okay, so we're kind of in the fourth quarter. And right. We've been talking a lot about astrology, and I noticed when you go on live, uh, Chris, that you catch a lot of questions um, about other things. So I kind of right. want to pivot. So forgive me if I'm making a hard pivot, but oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, that's Shout what I'm about to, to do. My followers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I noticed you get a lot of questions about uh, being black, right? Right. And as of late, I've been thinking I kind of want to distance myself from being black. Right. I know how that sounds terrible, right? But I, I just don't like the thought that every time you hear something, it's got to be a racist, right. a racial thing. Like, right. And sometimes people who think differently than me are saying they have some truth in what they're saying. Right. right? But if I hear it from a black ear, sometimes yeah. I'm like, uh, I just jump down their throat and I only actually give it a chance to like simmer right. and see if there's any truth in what they're saying. Right. Um, what do you think about any of that? Um, as, as far as, as it being truth and what people are saying, or well, just kind of well, the whole the whole distance. I, I think every culture from, is heavy, right? right? Like I don't know what it, being Indian is yeah. like, but I imagine growing up in a household in India, you have like a lot of cultural pressure, right? right? right. You're, you're African, so you have yeah. a lot of cultural pressure. Right. I just know what it's like to be African American, right. right? And I know it's easy to look at shit like Trayvon Martin right. and feel some type of way. And then now, when your boss, your white boss, comes say something to you, right. ready, you ready? Like fuck you. Yeah, you know, and it's actually interesting. I'll just I'll hop into it like, off at that because um, they just yeah. their roots. I would say culture is very important because culture kind of gives you your whole reference to society. You know, especially when you start getting things into like the language and everything, and you know what's really being referenced and everything. But just take take it back to the whole idea of race. So race was kind of something that other people gave to the world. You know, before it was just like you know this is my tribe, this is my culture. I'm Native American. This is how we act. You know, or I'm I'm Yoruba. This is how we act. Or I'm from Switzerland, and this is how we act, you know, then kind of race was something that was kind of created to classify people in a different kind of means. It was kind of put everybody almost in the same blanket. And it's got to a point nowadays where it's kind of almost everything is energy. So, like, I kind of I don't want to say I distance myself for it from it, but I do recognize it for what it is because it becomes a very heavy load every time something happens. Oh, you're black. How do you feel about that? Oh, you're white. How do you feel about that? Or you get to the point where somebody sees a white person. It's like, am I supposed to just not like you because I'm white? You know, and I just realized this is such a very heavy burden of your energy being triggered all the time. You know, and these might things that might have not really have anything to do with you. Um, a large part of this thing is since it's an energy game, there's forces out there for good and there's forces out there for bad. You know, right. we, we call that and there's forces out there beyond that. But a lot of it, um, people collect energy, you know, forces collect energy, people collect energy. It might be someone who comes along who just likes to get on your skin because they just like to see you upset and it makes them feel feel good about themselves. You right. know, it might be dark, but that's just the way it is. So when it comes to the whole race thing, it's so many things always constantly asking for your power, you know, and it's almost so many things constantly asking for your opinion. 
And once an opinion is made, once a judgment is made about something, a connection is made. And once that connection is made, that's how energy transfers. You know, energy always transfers through your opinion, through your connection, what you actually think about it. So if you're neutral about a subject, it's really not going to get that much energy from you. So it could be that person you don't like coming back around and they notice, oh, well, I don't get a rise out of him anymore. You know, I can't call him thirsty for something anymore and he's not going to act a certain way. So the whole race thing was kind of always set up like, Oh, you have to have an opinion about somebody else. You have to have an opinion about being black. You have to have an opinion about being white. You have to have an opinion about being Chinese. Oh, and you're going to respond to these things all the time. And I just realized that's such a heavy burden for everybody to carry, you know, because we look at it at one end like, oh, we have to feel a certain type of way about every movement that's going on. You don't have to. You're you're sovereign yourself. Be free to make your own decisions. If you feel like you really agree with that and want to stand up for it, then go for that. Just don't let people bait you, you know? And then on the other end, you know, white people have the same way where they feel like they have to make an opinion about every time they see a black person or every time they see somebody that kind of is outside their cultural norm, you know? And once you kind of get in and start the metaphysics and the energy of that, you'll realize why are there so many things asking for my opinion all the time? You know, things like the news, the, um, you know, sports games, entertainment, stuff like that. Things are constantly always asking for your opinion. Do you like these clothes? Do you not like these clothes? Do you like this team? Do you not like this team? Do you like this person? Do you not like this person? Are you voting for them? Are you voting for that? Where are you going? What are you doing? And did you eat today? Or did you graduate school? Do you have a job? Right. And it's just so many things that constantly ask for your energy, you know? And so I would definitely say when it comes to the race thing, you just have to be careful. Uh, what? I was listening to Jay-Z and Oprah. I think she has a master right. class. And he, one of the words he used to describe his upbringing, um, he said brilliant, which I thought was a very interesting choice, right? Because right. he, you know his story. He comes from Marcy Projects, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, to say people shooting outside in your neighborhood is brilliant because it creates some sort of resolve. Right. I think what I am trying to do more in my life is choose the opinion I have more consciously, right? Because right? now I can be a better person. Right. If my upbringing is brilliant, right. then why can't I be fucking president? Right. But if I, if I grew up in the slums, it's right. very easy to be like, right. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a slum nigga. Right. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I would say just the same way you grew up in the slums, I think what the race things does is it closes us off from thinking that it's people outside of our race who can't help us. You know, because you grew up in the slums, somebody else might have grown up in the trailer park and you guys might have very similar situations, you know, but then you see them and you don't even want to talk to them, get any of their energy because you automatically judge them. You know what I'm saying? Or you think that everybody in your same race is looking to help you when it's not. You could grow up on the block. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Detroit. The black people in Detroit were, were doing bad things, too. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? They were doing things to harm the community. You feel me? And like if you just get caught up blindly in the race thing, you'll be like, Oh, everybody's supposed to have my back. No, they're not. You're supposed to have your own back. And I think what the race thing does is it really makes people give up their own responsibility. And what I'm really big on is you taking ownership of your life. You know what I'm saying? Figuring out who are the good people in your life and who are the bad people in your life and what are you doing with that? Mm. All right. So what do you have going on? Like just in life, period, because we're up on our time. Right. But um I don't know. Just what do you have going on? I would say now I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm deeper in myself and um, I would say I'm more living truths nowadays, you know, and sometimes we go through this whole journey in life where sometimes you have to go through those falsehoods 
you know, you have to kind of experience the other side of things to really get to your center truth. This is saying about, you know, everybody in life has a true north, you know, and I'm really getting to that point where I'm getting able to live my truth. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I've been in good. I've been in bad. I've been up. I've been down. And I've kind of taken from so many experiences that I'm now really at the point where I'm putting it in action, you know, because it's one thing I like to use this analogy. Like, let's say you like basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you want to play, but you never played before. So it's like, how do I learn basketball? So then you go read a book on basketball, you know, um, but you might not know that's not the whole game until you go out there on the court and you get crossed over and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, somebody right. broke life. my ankle. It's life. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, the book didn't say anything about this. You know, you see somebody throwing alley-oop off the backboard and you're like, what the fuck is that? Okay, you know damn, what I'm man. saying? Right. And then you go back to the book and you're like, well, this book was written in 1960s. You know, who wrote this book? Little Church of St. Nun. <laughs> you know, right. like they showed you one side of basketball and they might have, you might have a really good shot, you know, but the game has changed. The game has updated. And I think it goes back to what we saying earlier about about the whole every age holds a certain type of energy so all the books all the holy books all life all experience it's all a certain type of knowledge from a certain type of age but does it apply to right now you know what i'm saying i could read the book on basketball and learn how to be the best layup person in the world but they shoot in threes now. they shoot in threes now you know right. or the book might not told me that it's six nine defenders out there who are going to block every shot that i have you know right. so i might have to learn i might have to go get out in the game i might have to get across a couple times too. so i'd be like you know what i know he's going to do that if i come around here oh he plays like this oh it's two of them on the same team they're both really good i got scrubs on my team i knew i need help you know what i'm saying so I think I've I've read the books and now I'm putting it into the action so I can learn how to win the games that I want to win. Gotcha. Learn and you just so wrote a book. Learn so I did just write a book. I wrote a book called 31. It's going to be coming out soon. Um, you know, what's up, Instagram? 31 coming soon. I got to get it edited and published. Um, but it's kind of dealing with a lot of these same topics where I just talk about my times that I've spent living in other cities, people that I've ran into, situations that I've run into, things that with my family and how they kind of helped shown light on these all kind of deeper metaphorical truths because i think you know your life that you lived up to this point it has so much to really offer you you know when you start going back into well where did most good events in my life come from where did most bad events in my life come from oh all these good events they have like a similar word they have like a similar pattern oh you know i had the greatest time ever with my third grade teacher you know what was her name miss charlotte or something like that and now i'm walking down the street and i see a miss charlotte cookie shop and I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's similar. Let me walk in there. Then you walk in there and you find the love of your life. You know, it's gotcha. things like that. And then, you know, it's kind of on the same end. So you might have got bullied in third grade, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, well, that's the bully's name over there. Let me not go over there. And then a car runs through the building. And you're like, well, you know, I listened to my map. So, like, I would definitely say it's about finding out the things that line up in your life and making a map accordingly. And you got to live your truth, man. Unlock the swag. Mr. Alhaji, I appreciate you joining me today and no having great questions. No problem. Do you have any advice or anything you want to say about this whole conversation before we run? I mean, it was very, very enlightening. Uh, definitely learned a lot more in, uh, within astrology, and um, I'm, I'm definitely check out that book, man. No, thank definitely you, man. Check out that I, book. I appreciate you, Mr. Haji. I learned just as much too. <laughs> no problem. And my man. man's Chris, and my man's in the back cooking up the sound <laughs> too. What's yeah. Up, Jack? <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah, for this. Thank you. I'll say this as well. And once I started learning when when uh, signs were, and when when you ask someone their birthday, especially a lady, maybe you interested in or whatever. <laughs> hey, listen, man. That biggie Ooh, line comes about. Hey, listen, man. Make make sure you figure out what that Mars uh, sign is. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good I figure one, out what man. the Mars that's is. level three right <laughs> there. <laughs> that's that's. 
That's the late night. Yeah, man. That's the late Creek. night. Yeah. What's up, Creek, Creek, Creek. What's yeah. up? <laughs> well, that's it. And um, Chris, I feel like we have a lot more to talk about. If we right. have some time, man. We'll have you back. And we will not talk about astrology. We'll right. concentrate on anything else. Yeah, so y'all got to forgive me if I yeah. let this run a little too long with the astrology because I know he has a lot to offer. I appreciate you listening. It's your first time listening to Window Seat. Um, catch up to us every Thursday at 4. Right. Thank you for having me. Shoot. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.